Welcome everybody to Rough in the Basket. I am your host, Brandon Carr. Noah, he is not here this week. He is on vacation in Columbia. Shout out to Noah. But I'm not here alone. I'm here with two guests, two very special guests of mine. One being the founder, the CEO of The Daily Goat and host of Pombo and Peter's Picks, Jason Pombo. And the other being Brandon Clay, who is right now has a radio job at Coast 93.1 in Portland, Maine. Host of the Country Cast podcast, kicking the keg. He does it all. Guys, welcome to Rough in the Basket. Thank you for having me on, Carr. Uh, this is my third or fourth time on Rough in the Basket. Always a great time. You and Noah do a fantastic job, uh, and I'm ready to get into it. I'm excited. Yeah. I hope we. Uh, I hope we fill the void of where Noah is unavailable today. Yeah, if Noah was here right now, he'd be ranting about the Pistons, probably <laughs> like hoping yeah. to God they take Kate Cunningham, but. We'll get into that later in the show. But first, I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about the NBA Finals yet. I know, Pombo, you guys talked about it on your podcast with you and Peter. Clay, I don't know. You probably haven't really gotten to talk about it either. But the NBA Finals, they wrapped up last week. The Milwaukee Bucks won their first NBA championship since 1971, back when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson won the championship for the city of Milwaukee. Giannis. 50-point game in game six to close out the Suns. And I guess just my question is, you know, what were your guys' reactions, you know, to the Bucs winning the finals? So my instant reaction was uh, that to this point, uh, I think it's fair to say Giannis, uh, what he's done uh, by the age of 20, age 26, uh, now has uh, an NBA Finals, uh, NBA Finals MVP. Uh, a multiple all-star games. He's a two-time MVP award winner. Uh, he's won the defensive player of the year award. It's time to start putting respect on his name yeah. uh, because he's putting up accolades at age 26 that not even LeBron James has put up. I'm not saying Giannis as good as LeBron because uh, I don't believe he is, uh, but I do believe uh, that what Giannis has done in Milwaukee uh, goes down as one of the best championships uh, over the last decade. Uh, why? Because he stuck it out in Milwaukee uh, he did it in a destination that wasn't necessarily popular. Uh, the Bucks built their team uh, via trade and via the draft. It was not via free agency. Uh, they did it the right way, the hard way, and Giannis uh, was the catalyst of that. So uh, it was absolutely um, deserved. Let me ask yeah. you a question. I'm sorry. I'm just totally interrupted. Where does that – you just kind of like put Giannis on a pedestal, rightfully so. Where does he stand uh, – kind of a question for both of you. Where does he stand – from an all-time player in the league as an all-time player, like top five, top 10? What is what is this execution of getting a ring put him at an all-time player? Like all-time as in like we're yeah. talking about like greatest players ever. Yep. Where does he stand now? I mean, I'm not going to say – yeah. yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a top 10 player or even like a top 20 player. I think he's a top 25 player of all time. Um, I think what he's done at the age of 26, I mean – Think about the past three years, two MVPs, a defensive player of the year and an NBA champion finals MVP award. Like the, what he's done uh, the last three years of his NBA career. And he's only 26 years old. Absolutely incredible. He's made the all-star team five times. He's made the all defensive team four times. I believe he's made the all NBA team five times most improved player, all-star game MVP. Like Giannis has done so much up to this point and it's crazy to think that, you know, he's like, you know, Pombo was talking about, like 
he's stuck with Milwaukee. Like he, you know, talked about it like years ago. Like I got loyalty inside my DNA for the Bucks. I'm not going anywhere. He signs this contract extension, stays with the team, sticks with it. And it's just absolutely incredible. Like I don't even think the Bucks have a top 10 pick on their team. So they've done, you know, a lot of great moves, whether it was through free agency and, you know, picking guys late in the draft, like they've done a fantastic job. And I think Giannis, like, you know, with him only being 26 years old, he has a lot, you know, more to accomplish in the NBA, but this resume that he already has, in my opinion, I feel like it's a hall of fame resume. I mean, two MVP awards, defensive player of the year, NBA champion, all the defensive teams he's made, all the first team, all NBA teams he's made. Like he's an unbelievable player. And, you know, it's just, it's super awesome just to see him bring a championship home to Milwaukee with a team that's a very small market team. And for him to take him to this point and having a 50 point game in game six, like absolutely historical game. Um, He's, he's a fantastic player. And I think, his potential definitely is top 10 if once his career finishes at this point. For me, I think I don't like really comparing a guy at the age of 26 to the all-time greats. I just personally don't like, I I use the same argument in football, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, like, is he probably going to go down as a top five quarterback of all time? Probably. Uh, But I, I'm just not going to do that at this moment. Uh, I do think if Giannis wants to, reach that level, he's going to have to win multiple championships. Uh, winning one is a phenomenal accomplishment, but to be considered in the likes of Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron, uh, Magic, Bird, you got to win at least two, uh, two to three. So I do think he's got a little bit of ways to go. Uh, but at, at this point in his career, uh, who knows what he can accomplish. Uh, I, I feel like like we've talked about this whole, uh, already this whole podcast. He's 26 years old. Uh and even then, I think he had some games where he wasn't at his best. Like, I think his ability at the free throw line uh, will get better as, his, as he ages. I think his shooting can get better. Uh, as long as his body can hold up and his durability can continue to be uh, an important element, then he should be the, one of the game's greats going forward. What, the, what just happened? I, was, I don't know. Clay, Clay right now is messing with his background. It says NBA playoffs. <laughs> In my press conference, what can I say? Oh, my gosh. All right, what about you, Clay? What do you have to say about Giannis? So, I think right now he's a top three player in the league um, behind Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic. I don't. I think LeBron is on his way down. I think Luka's going to be the face of the franchise. He's the cover of the NBA 2K22, you know, next game. So, that just says something right there. Um, I think he's top three because of the fact that he just well, – look at what he did for Milwaukee. A three seed beating uh, the Brooklyn Nets, basically beating, beating just Kevin Durant. Um, but ultimately – he is a franchise player going forward at the age of 26 years old. Came from absolutely nothing in Greece. Now all three brothers have a ring in the past two years. That's pretty cool. Um, but he definitely has, like you said, he's just got loyalty inside his DNA. He ain't leaving Milwaukee like Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to be doing for the city of Milwaukee. And I'm happy for Milwaukee because they deserve it. I mean, they're loyal fans down there. We all know how Milwaukee is. They deserved it. First ring in 50 years for the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm happy for them. It is exciting. Um, now to talk about the other team that was in the finals, the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a team that I think a lot of people were surprised by this year. They were the second um, seed in the Western Conference, and they beat the Lakers, beat the Nuggets, 
and they beat the Clippers to get to this point to the NBA Finals behind Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. But after going up 2-0, they, you know, kind of collapsed and they lost the next four games against Milwaukee. So kind of, you know, my question is, where do they go from here? Um, Chris Paul, I know, is a free agent. I believe he has a player option, so he could decide to decline and leave or he can accept and, you know, stick around for one more season with Phoenix. But what do the Phoenix Suns go from here at this point? So I think the Phoenix Suns, they overachieved this season. I think that's obvious. I don't think anybody believed that they would be a contender to win the NBA Finals. Sure, they were a contender to make the playoffs, but as anything more than that, I felt like was an overachievement. Uh, but when you look at this, how the season unfolded for them, Chris Paul uh, was performing greatly at the early part of the playoffs, age 36. Devin Booker was putting up phenomenal numbers. DeAndre Ayton uh, was molding himself into one of the best young big men in the NBA. But as, like I was talking about, as the Phoenix Suns overachieved this year, it is impossible to not be disappointed of how their season ended. They were up 2-0. Uh, the Bucks' season was against the wall. Uh, the Suns were legitimately two games away uh, from NBA royalty. Chris Paul would have went down as arguably a top three point guard of all time. Uh, Devin Booker and those Kobe Bryant comparisons would have continued. Uh, the Suns would have been big time. They would have been um, the definition of doing things right while building a young core while competing at the same time. Um, something the Celtics have tried to do for a number of years and they were never really to um, succeed at it. But the Suns would have done that. And they just fell short, losing four consecutive games, a one on your home court. It's just absolutely baffling uh, if you're the Phoenix Suns, just blowing it that bad. Uh, I thought the Suns were going to win the series. I did. Uh, not that I necessarily was doubting Giannis. It was just more that I thought that Chris Paul would come up big in the biggest moment, and he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Regardless, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. You go. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, like, I I picked Phoenix to win too, regardless if Giannis played or not. I mean, there was the question whether or not he was even 100% healthy with his hyperextended left knee, but obviously, you know, he he proved that he was just fine. But um, I picked Phoenix to win regardless. I thought they were the better shooting team, and Milwaukee, you know, they, you know, were, were a little bit inconsistent at times and. You know, their jump shots weren't hitting a lot earlier in the playoffs, and I was a little bit worried about that. But, you know, Giannis obviously showed up. Chris Middleton, it took a little bit for him to show up, but then he started to finally, like, you know, he had that 40-point game, I believe, in game five, if I'm not mistaken, game four, one of those two. Um, so he showed up, and Drew Holiday, like, had one of his big games. He played phenomenal defense on Chris Paul. So, you know, the Phoenix Suns, I just think – you know, they definitely overachieved like Pombo was talking about. And I thought they were going to win the NBA finals because they were just the better shooting team. And I thought Chris Paul was a little bit more hungrier for this, but, you know, as the playoffs went on, he kind of just, you know, started to, you know, not play at a higher, higher level than we've been used to him playing at the, in these playoffs. So it's definitely disappointing. And I guess my next question um, is what is this now for Chris Paul? Like, is Chris Paul ever going to get another championship? And like, where does this now put him in terms of like NBA legacy amongst top five point guards? Is he a top five point guard? Because I know if he had won this championship, I probably would have put him in there, but you know, now it's another, you know, loss for him. So where does that kind of put him in terms of all time rankings? I say, no, I have him at six. If he would have won, I would have had him at five. Who would have been five. Who's five right now? Uh, I had a, 
Give me your top five right now. There's no way you can name five. I have a list. Yep. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson's number one for me. I I would say Steph Curry is like number two. Yep. I agree. I agree. Steph Curry. Um, I think you'd have to have Isaiah Thomas in there from the Pistons. Yep. Um, yep. Oscar Robertson too. Oscar. I don't mean to cut you off, Car. Yeah, the big okay. O. That's even cool. like. And even then like, John. I have John Stockton ahead of him. John Stockton. Yeah. I would even put like Jason Kidd, Steve Nash in that conversation too. Yeah. Right. So. So you don't. So Pombo does not have Chris Paul in his top five. I got Magic one. Yep. Uh, Steph Curry two. Yep. Oscar Robertson three. Isaiah Thomas four. John Stockton five. Chris Paul six. So in crunch time, you'd rather John Stockton over Chris Paul. Correct. Is it solely because of this execution of the NBA Finals? Uh, if you want to just boil it down to one year, no. I mean, how about all those underachieving Clippers years? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, all well, those. Uh, they went through a lot of crap that from whatever time he was there too, but. but he was still a part of it and he deserves some criticism for it because, uh, he had the opportunity. He had some really loaded rosters down with the Clippers. Like they had Blake Griffin, Deandre Jordan. They were some pretty Bob stacked City. teams. Yeah. And look, dude, they were up two Oh in the series and Chris Paul completely melted. He just melted. Yeah. That's not the only time he's done that too. I think he's like the only player in NBA history to do that. Like, I think maybe like three or four times. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even yeah. like, it's just, the greats find out way. The greats figure out how to win. He didn't yeah. figure out how to win. I feel like he's like the Clayton Kershaw playoffs, where he kind of like always makes it, but just doesn't finish it. Clayton playoff. Kershaw, he got the monkey off his back. Well, he finally back. I did it doing it. Well, he had Mookie. He had, yeah, his team carried him, but like that's that's baseball. Ultimately, Chris Paul, he should resign with the Suns. He probably will because if he tests free agency, he's going to get paid a lot less than what he's going to get paid in Phoenix because of the player option. Um, a lot of people are saying you should go to LA, but why would you do that? I mean, you, you want to become the villain. Again, you know what I mean? There's no point in well, doing that. I will put it this way to you. If he wants to win a championship. Yeah, he goes to LA for sure. You would, but here's the thing. The Lakers can only offer him like $15 million. The Suns, if he accepts his player option, it'll be like 35, $38 million. Would be, um, right now he has a $44.2 million play option for next season. Okay. So that's I'm sorry, crazy 40, make that $44 million. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. like, that's a lot of money and that's a significant pay drop, but Chris Paul, what do you care most about? You've made you're thirty. You're gonna be thirty. You're thirty six years old. You're gonna be thirty seven. Yeah. Do we really need a? Are we valuing the money that hard? So I mean, it's not like the Suns are a bad team, but I just think if he want, he can go to a better situation. But like, I don't think the Suns are gonna be in the West Finals next year. I, I just don't. For money wise, it means a lot for like players too, because now you're gonna offer now because of the way that the playoffs panned out this season for the Suns. You got to pay these players now. You got to pay DeAndre in the max. Mikhail Bridges at 20 something years old, he's probably going to get paid the yeah. max as well, too. I mean, you got to think about that. Uh, Booker's Booker. Obviously, you got to pay him. He'd probably get a super max or whatever. Whatever his deal is now, he's going to get paid. You got to pay these other players that are getting you to the finals, aside from Chris Paul and Booker, who are obviously the two guys that everyone looks towards. Mikhail Bridges, if he's not on that team, you're not going to the finals. Uh, guy was averaging 20 something points a game in the playoffs. Like, that's insane. Um, same with Aiton's. Uh, what do you call it? It's pick and roll style of that. They've always been doing that same play call um, for that yeah. big type of body. He's a rim protector. You got to pay him. And he's young. He, he was drafted in 2018. First overall pick. You got to pay him the max deal now. So they might be in trouble with some depth in a couple of years for Phoenix. So if they don't win now, they might not ever win. Yeah. They got to hope Chris Paul stays. I think, you know, I think we've just seen where Chris Paul, like whenever he joins the team, like the team just gets better. I know he's had his like, you know, his, his bad playoff moments, but like, think about last year too, when he was on the thunder, like the thunder were a team that was kind of in that rebuilding. What is it? They sucked. They were terrible. Yeah. They were like, they were 
like a team that was kind of in that rebuilding stage because they shipped off Paul George, you shipped off Russell Westbrook, and then they got Russell. I mean, they got Chris Paul from the Russell Westbrook trade with Houston, and they ended up being like a six, the sixth seed in the Western Conference and went to a game seven in the first round. So he definitely brings a lot of value to a team. I know he's kind of, you know, had his bad playoff moments, but Phoenix is, is going to want to retain him. I know they had Cameron Payne, who played really good too off the bench and whatnot, but Chris Paul, I think he's still a fantastic point guard. I know he's had his, his bad playoff moments, but Phoenix is going to want to retain him if they want to, you know, have a shot at making it into the finals next year. I mean, granted, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the team. They made it to the finals, but you got to think about the injuries too in the Western Conference. I mean, the Lakers were banged up with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then the Nuggets, they didn't have Jamal Murray. It was yeah. just kind of Jokic, and then Kawhi was banged up. Yeah, Kawhi was banged up too. So Kawhi isn't going to play next season either. So ACL. Yeah, yeah. With no, the ACL. It looks like Kawhi is good. It looks like Kawhi is going to. Yeah, I don't think he tore his ACL. He tore it though. Huh? I, think I, don't, do. I don't believe it requires surgery though. I don't. I don't oh, think it's huge. Oh, we got lucky then, because like when Clay Thompson tore his ACL, he didn't play the whole season last year. That yeah, no, it, it wasn't. No. It wasn't to that magnitude. So oh, okay. I guess we'll see that. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But ultimately, I think. Chris Paul, he wants – he's 30, that's another thing. Last point about Chris Paul. He wants to – he's 36 years old. He's got kids. He's got a family. He's got Uncle Cliff, you know, watching over the kids right now from State Farm. You know what I mean? Like, ultimately, like, he's going to want to spend time with his family. So, does that kind of take a toll on to where he goes next season because his family's out in L.A.? Yeah, Phoenix is a lot closer than uh, Oklahoma City and uh, I guess and when he was at the Clippers. But does he want to come back home? to spend time with his family at the Lakers where he could potentially win a championship. That's the ultimate decision that he has to make as a player. He did the same exact thing when he left Houston. Uh, where did he leave? Yeah. When he left uh, uh, Los Angeles in the first place to go to Houston, because he did the uh, forcing out of a trade to become a Houston rocket. He could do the same thing for the Lakers. So it should be an exciting free agency regardless. Yeah. So NBA draft, it is, as you guys are going to be listening to this tonight, um, so it's going to be very exciting. Um, a lot of people have said that this draft class is one of the best we've seen in a long time. I've seen it being compared to the 2003 draft that had LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, and the 1996 draft that had Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash. Um, I don't know if it's going to compare to some of those drafts. I mean, those are a lot of, you know, great all-time players in those drafts, but that's the hype that this draft has been getting. And, you know, I think it's just really exciting to see this influx of talent that's going to be coming into the NBA. Um, So I guess to start off the Detroit Pistons, they have the number one overall pick. And, you know, from what I've seen, it seems like it's going to be Cade Cunningham. He is by, you know, considered by many to be the consensus number one overall player in this class from Oklahoma State, point guard, six foot eight. He can do a lot of great things with the basketball. Um, and he's being considered as the number one overall player in this class. So do you guys believe that this is going to be the case? Um, I know I've seen potentially that they're looking at Jalen Green and Evan Mobley as well, or they could potentially trade the pick. But kind of just talk about Cade Cunningham. And I know me and Noah talked about him extensively because obviously Noah being the Detroit Pistons fan wants them to draft Cade Cunningham. But what are your guys' thoughts about him? So I like Cade Cunningham a lot. Uh, I've talked about this to you guys a lot. I think Cunningham is legit. 
I think he's clearly the best two-way player in this draft. He can do everything offensively and defensively. He shoots over 40% from three. He's got a great mid-range game. He can get to the hoop at will. Uh, he has long arms defensively. Uh, he's a good passer. He's a good shooter. And uh, I think, Carl, we were talking about this before. The only thing that people can really knock him on is he's not a superior athlete. He's an yeah. athlete, but he's not like uh, he's not the athlete that a guy like, I don't know, Zion is or someone like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, he's a straight up, uh, absolute legit um, number one overall prospect in my mind. Uh, I think he probably would be the number one pick in the last two to three drafts uh, if they were all combined. And I know Noah uh, is very fond of Cade Cunningham, and I truthfully <laughs> hope that he gets his wish. <laughs> if he doesn't, he's just going to quit everything Daily Goats. <laughs> He might yeah, be. You, know you guys might be in big trouble. You might be going solo on the pod car if Gabe Cunningham uh, does not go to Detroit. Right. Yeah, I think Noah might. Noah's probably gonna stay in Columbia, bro. At that point, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> He'll stay south. Him. He'll stay down south. That's stay funny. down south. Oh my goodness. No, I think I agree. I think Cade should go to Detroit. I think he's a superstar player to the caliber where any team he goes to, he will succeed. Um, and not to mention for Detroit, like Noah loves Detroit, which I still don't understand why. Like, why, why does he love Detroit? Noah is a Detroit fan because his family originated from Detroit. Oh, that's cool. Okay, right. I mean, mm-hmm. not not the best, you know, sports city, but hey, whatever. That's fine. Okay, but you know what? Like, the Detroit Tigers are reputable for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings in hockey. Granted, he's not yep. the biggest hockey guy. Yeah. Michigan football is huge. Yeah, okay. That's college. Fine. Yeah, so, I respect yeah. that. Okay. So you, you get some wins and your losses. Yeah, you know? that's fine. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, I think he's going to be great in Detroit. I think for this Detroit Pistons team, this is exactly what they need because Kate Cunningham is one of those players that you don't really see much in a draft like this because he's an overall high-caliber player that can shoot the basketball, he can space the floor, and he can rebound the ball at an extensive you know amount of times. I mean, he's averaging 6.2 rebounds per game. That's pretty decent for a point guard standing at 6'8". Again, he's 6'8", too, and he's a point guard. It's a tall point guard, um, ultimately. Yeah. So that's pretty good. The fact that he can facilitate a ball at 6'8", um, at 220 pounds, like, you know, he's got muscle and he can move the ball. That's pretty, you don't see that a lot. I mean, I don't know how tall John Moran is, but I could kind of compare him to a John Morant where he can get up, he can shoot the ball, he can, you know, have the ball in crunch time. Um, how tall is John Moran? Can we get a, can we get a fact check? He's on probably, that? he's, he's nowhere near six, eight. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like he's just a taller. He's probably John about Moran. six, three. Six, I'd four. say six, three. I, yeah. I yeah. think he's, he's what Ben Simmons, uh, I think Kate Cunningham is what Ben Simmons should have been. I yeah. think Cunningham is a yeah. mold of Jason Tatum and Ben Simmons. And Kay Cunningham has a lot better hair than Ben Simmons. That too. <laughs> Aren't you happy we're on your pod car right now? Aren't you happy? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Thrilled. It's thrilled, thrilled. <laughs> to have some comedy involved too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kay Cunningham to me, I think Detroit should take him. I know we were talking about it, me and Noah, and a few episodes ago about them. You know, draft, they drafted Killian Hayes last year. Is also a point guard, but you got to just take the best player available and Cade Cunningham, who Detroit, you know, they haven't had the first overall pick in years. Um, it's been a long time, and when you have the number one pick, you got to end up taking the best player available here and Cade Cunningham, who, you know, many see as a generational type of player. So I, I think say, that – Oh, sorry, I keep going. Oh, I yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, I mean, that – him joining their young core – um, with some of the guys like Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, mm-hmm. guys who made all rookie teams last year, and then obviously Killian Hayes too, who was a t- who was the seventh overall pick last year. Like this team's very young. They have Dwayne Casey as their head coach, who was a former coach of the year 
And I think, you know, he'll help, you know, make these guys grow a lot more. It's a very young team. Jeremy Grant's still there who had a career year as well. So I think the Detroit Pistons are like, you know, they're on their way up and Cade Cunningham is going to be the lead of the, the, the new era in Detroit. And I'm hopefully for Noah's sake that he ends up panning out and being a fantastic player, superstar player. I mean, we were just talking about it with Giannis, you know, being on the Milwaukee Bucks and how bad that team was. And, you know, it, them being a small market team like the Detroit Pistons, maybe Kate Cunningham, you know, I don't know if I'm going to say he's going to be Giannis's level, but maybe, you know, we look five years down the road and the Pistons are in contention because of the draft picks that they're making and, you know, mm. and making the right free agency moves and whatnot. All so. young players. They're all young, too. Oh, young, so they're all going to grow together. How old is, is Jeremy Grant? He's got to be young. He's Team USA right now. 20 I think he's yeah, like he, 20, 27, 28. Yeah, so he's most, like yeah. still like in his prime, I guess. He was. He's filthy. Like People under underrate him a, a crap ton. He's so good. A lot of people thought the Pistons overpaid for him last offseason. No, no, he's he's that good. He, he's Team USA right now. He was now. great. I'm yeah, so he's been fantastic. So. Yeah, I, I want to say one quick thing about the, the first overall pick in general. I know, like, th- there was some uncertainty with Kate Cunningham going first overall. I'm not sure why, like, we're just talking about. But it brings me back to the 2013 first overall pick NBA draft. Does anyone else remember that? What year did you say? 2013. 2013. Does anyone Anthony remember Bennett? Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Because right? <laughs> like, like, everyone's kind of like, no, no one's uncertain about this pick. But it reminds me of the fact that, like, some random guy from UNLV went first overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And now he's a spoof. Like, what, is this what's going to happen Nobody- Nobody thought that nobody thought Anthony Bennett should have gone number one overall. I remember, like, I remember, uh, who was it? Um, Nerlens Noel. Bill oh, Bill Simmons was covering the draft and he was like, Yeah, he's what? like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. He was like, surprised. <laughs> like, Anthony Bennett, he, it was just the work ethic with him. I think, like, uh, everyone was saying, Oh, he's got a high work ethic, but like, it just ended up being like, Guy, yeah, guy, like, one, one too many pizzas he had. <laughs> Yeah, yeah one too many pieces yeah. he had. So. A lot of people speculated in that draft. Otto Porter was going to go number one. He ended up going three. Victor Oladipo yeah. went two in that draft. Cody Zeller went four. I'd give me Alex, Cody Zeller. I'd rather hit Alex Len went five. And actually, Car- actually Clay was right. Nerlens Noel went six. Yeah. Well, he should have been first. He was the unanimous first for every draft star. ML mock draft. You know yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was wrong. <laughs> but right, like, Clay. do you think like, I hope that doesn't happen this year. Like they don't draft like a random, like Moses Moody first overall. That's not going to happen. Right. No. Okay. No, Kate, no, Cunningham, Kate Cunningham is the best prospect since. For a tell couple you what, years. I, I would draft him first this year, last year. Might no be the year way. before that too. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, what, 20, 2018? That was the Luca and Trey Young draft. That right? was twenty eighteen. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh no, I didn't say twenty eighteen. I said twenty nineteen. So oh, 2019. who's picked first in twenty nineteen? Please. Is that when was Zion? Is Zion, Zion was twenty nineteen. Zion yeah. and Ja were twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty was Anthony Edwards and Lamella Ball. Lamella. Yep. I'll take K to the next ten years over Zion. Wow. Mm. Wow, so you think he has a higher ceiling than Zion Williamson. The guy, he has a barrel of 285 pounds. He's a walking playoff bucket. Well, not really that, but like, oh my goodness. Like, wow. Yep, I think Cade's, yep, I think Cade's that good. Now, so, I think okay. Luca and Trey, I I, I would not say yeah, that thank far, you, thank but you, yeah. I will take Cade over Zion. So if Cade Cunningham is your quarterback and Zion Williamson is the middle linebacker, just think about that when you when you say that, okay? Yes. <laughs> I'll take. All right, hey. Think about that. Well, like, I, get, I think, Zion, like, tell you what, I think Zion's like, 
I made a list on the dailygoats.com of top 10 players under the age of 25. Yeah, Zion should be like I think two. Zion's closer to six or seven. I will take Tatum over him. I'll take Devin Booker over him. I'll yeah, take Donovan would... Mitchell over him. Like, I'll take but, all oh, these oh, guys oh, 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 over him. But see, he's just had a bad team right now. Like, they, they have no other players other than Zion and maybe Lonzo on a, a day, on a Wednesday or something. I mean, yeah, that he might not be in the Orleans Pelican for one, too. So, oh my it's crazy goodness. to think about. I, Already, so you ultimately think that Cade Cunningham is going to be has a higher ceiling than Zion Williamson, one of the greatest players to ever play high school basketball, one of the greatest players to play college, and probably going to be one of the greatest players to play the NBA. You know, Romeo Langford was the number one player coming out of high school too. <laughs> so was Michael Porter Jr. and he's nasty now. Yeah, I, I'm telling. I, I just I, I'm not saying I'm not crapping on Zion. Like I don't think like like I think Zion's going to be a consistent All Star in this. Yeah, Zion's going to be great. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, in, in this um, NBA, but look. Top 10 players under the age of 25. Luca's number one. Yep. Number two. The argument. Number Tatum's two. two. No. No. Okay. Oh. All right. Maybe two. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to say Booker. I'd rather. Booker just has better playoff experience now, ultimately. All right. Donovan Mitchell. No. No way. I'll take I'll take Mitchell. Give me Zion. Devin Booker. D- Donovan Mitchell's not Donovan Mitchell without Rudy Gobert. 100%. All right. Devin roll. Booker. Devin Booker. This is turning into a hot take show. <laughs> I just. It, 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 where, so you're putting Zion at six. Best top uh, and Trey Young, and then I will take Zion at six. Yep. Wow. Can we mm. hold on? Hold on. Going forward. Yep. Give me he's two number six, here. and it's uh, it's not like he's the scrub. I never said he's a scrub, but Jason Tatum is a better player than him. Trey Young's a better player than him. Devin w- Booker is a more complete player than him. So With is it twenty? On? Is it twenty-five and under or under twenty-five 25 and under? Oh, give me Carl Anthony Towns then. Oh, I'll take Zion over Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I would too. I don't know. I mean, Cat can yeah. stretch the floor. I think Cat's um, a little. The only worried. thing I worry about with Zion is durability. Exactly, just... his durability is such a question mark going forward. The dude can't play more than thirty-three <laughs> minutes a game, or he gets winded. I'm sorry. I, worry and about it. I, I I know the Pelicans. Uh, they got rid of Stan Van Gundy and stuff like that. Like I understand that, but that roster wasn't that badly constructed. A lot of people thought they were in a playoff team, and they absolutely bottomed out. But you look at young other young superstars, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, that Utah Jazz team had the best record in the NBA. Devin Booker went to the finals. Trey yep. Young, Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Tatum has been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice. I can't believe Lucas. Zion, Zion's he's str- he struggled with his durability. I question his build. I question a lot of different things. Sure, he's a he can get to the bucket. I question his shooting ability. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not crapping on Zion, but he is not in the same conversation as a guy like Luca and Tatum. I think. Ooh. All right, so you ready? Let me give you my three real quick. One, I'm Luka. sorry to went off the rails call. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My quick one, my quick top three under 25. Number one, Luca, unanimous, 22 years old. The guy, he's still going to preschool and he's balling on, on Saturday nights. Like, okay. <laughs> Number two is going to be Zion Williamson because he's 20 years old. He's 20. He's young. He's very young. He's a lot younger than a lot of people. He's going to elementary school. He's, he's going to preschool with Luka Doncic. Um, and number three will be Tatum. Yes, just because of the age, just because of the versatility. I, just, that's my top three, under 25. 100%. Right. Don't, don't sigh at me, Carr. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. I think Luca's my, like, my yeah, number Luca's one. Not, Luca's He's unanimous. Gotta be number Dude, one. Yes. What, Lu- what Luca's doing right now for Sylvania, yeah. <laughs> did he have like a 47 point 48, game? 48 points. But 48 points. Seriously, game. how could you look Ridiculous. at Zion and feel confident? About his durability going forward. Well, look at him. He's, he's a barrel. He's just a walking bucket. That's my point. Like, you give I'm him the sorry. ball, he's going to score. Like, if you give Donovan Mitchell the ball, he might not be able to. I mean, he's a pure scorer, don't get me wrong, but he's kind of, he's little. Like, and all the people that I have, all the players I have in front of them, uh, they can get, they can score in a number of different ways. Zion, uh, I feel like he's, he had a great year. 
Uh, he was an all-star. Yeah. But do you feel he was a little bit of a one-dimensional pony? No, not at all. If, if he's just couldn't shoot the ball. He's at the wrong team yeah, at the wrong time. Really well, you know when you're in a yeah. relationship, no. like if you're in a relationship at the wrong time, the wrong per- or right person, wrong time. That's what Zion Williamson is doing right, right. now. Who do you have? Trey Young, Trey Young or Zion? Zion, Zion in a heartbeat. Dude, Trey Young he couldn't couldn't shoot the damn ball in games, whatever game seven it was. Trey Young went to the West Finals <laughs> with the Atlanta freaking Hawks, bro. <laughs> they had so many nasty players. No, they did it. No, they did it. No, they did it. Dude, my guy Bogdan no. Bogdanovich. You kidding me? Oh my god, dude. All right, Carl, right, I'm back on track. Back on track. Sorry. I'll zip. I'll zip. <laughs> that was. Yeah. I apologize. This is what happens when you have these two on the pod. But... My fault. My fault. It's okay. No, that was good. Um. <laughs> I guess, yeah, so continuing with the NBA draft. <laughs> let's get back to the draft. <laughs> let's try. Let's get back to the draft. <laughs> My God. Um, so Houston, they have the number two pick. Cleveland, they have the number three pick. And I think it's kind of like, you know, unanimous that there's kind of like this top three that are kind of like in their own tier. I know, Pombo, you think of Kate Cunningham very highly, but Pistons are also thinking about Jalen Green. They're also thinking about Evan Mobley. And the mock drafts that I've seen, I've seen Jalen Green go two to the Houston Rockets and Evan Mobley going three to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So do you, do you guys think that those two deserve to be in the same tier as Cade Cunningham? And what do you think about those two guys going to those two teams that I mentioned? So if I had to rank them in terms of order, how I would personally, I have Cunningham one, I have Mobley two, Green three. Uh, I, I like Green a lot, but I just think Mobley... Uh, I, I think he's a, I don't want to call him a generational big man, but I think he's someone that uh, will absolutely be an impactful center in this league. Uh, and obviously there's not many of those. I, I think they're a rare breed now. Like you have the Anthony Davises, you have the Carl Anthony Towns, but Jokic, Jokic, uh, DeAndre Jokic. Ayton, Jokic, 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 Jokic is a little bit of a different breed. What Jokic you, is more of a stretch for. Would you like consider like him like a point? Would you consider him like a point center? No, I, I consider him more of the mold of like, the DeAndre Ayton, Anthony Davis kind of guy. Like yeah. a li- most of the time back to the basket. Uh, it's a yep. very good on the boards. Yep. Yep. Uh, but you look at a guy like Jalen Green. Uh, Green might not be a household name for college hoops fans because he didn't play in the NCAA. Uh, but he is a raw prospect that can get mm-hmm. to the hoop, can score, can shoot the ball well. Uh, and I think those guys are very significant. Now, when you look at fits, right? Uh, Cade Cunningham to the Pistons, we talked about it uh, at length. It's a good fit. Uh, Jalen Green with the Rockets, I think he fits that timeline pretty well. The Rockets are a rebuilding team. Uh, they're not going to be in tension for the next two to three years, and Jalen Green can grow. Uh, he can grow and develop for that young Houston Rockets team. Uh, you look at the Cleveland Cavs, if they stay put at three and they draft Evan Mobley, uh, there's been rumors that the Cavs could look to trade down. Uh, but if they stay put at three, I think Mobley's a good fit there. Uh, and the Cavs have some good guards that I think uh, would really help develop Um Evan Mobley's skill set. But don't be surprised if the Cavs trade down. Yeah, I would not be surprised either. Um, I know Cleveland, are they are they keeping Jared, is Jared Allen under contract? That's what I was just going to ask that, yeah. Uh, is he going to be yeah, a restricted Jared, free agent? Jared Allen's a very good player. But I think when you look at Evan Mobley's ceiling, I think Jared Allen's is... A lot uh, higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and Jared yeah. Allen, his contract situation, I can pull it up now. Uh, he is... I think also the I Cavs. I think he's a free agent. He might be a restricted yeah, so, free agent. Yeah. So the Cavs, I mean, they're in need for a big man. I know, you know, they have Colin Sexton. I know he's kind of been in trade rumors, but yep. I would keep him. Um, Me too. 
you have him and Darius Garland's in that backcourt, and then I think adding an Evan Mobley, to, you know, to that team to give them a front court guy. Like, I think the Cavs, you know, they're, you know, they're making the right moves. I think so. I, I personally, I would keep um, Colin Sexton. He was he had a really good season last year, but oh, he's, I don't he's know nasty. why they want. I don't know why the rumors have been so quick about getting him out of Cleveland. I feel like he's a pretty productive guard. Uh, yeah. that is still young and developing. And I don't know why they look to part ways with him unless you can get a King's ransom for him. But even then, if you're a Cavs team, you've been rebuilding every year since the years. Since Andrew LeBron's Wiggins has left. been there. <laughs> like since Andrew Wiggins yeah. rolled up. <laughs> since LeBron left twice. Yeah. Like, And you would think you'd kind of look to rebuild with Sexton and now maybe Mobley. And now yeah. you have a nice little young. Maybe, uh, maybe Kevin Love is out the door too. I know his contract's very high. I don't know where you can get for him, but. I feel like you can probably package him in a deal and kind of ship him off too. Cause I think yeah, you keep Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, draft Evan Mobile. Yeah. I think you have that young core. I think you kind of want those guys to grow together. So Cleveland I think it's a great is, pick Cleveland, Cleveland is stupid for not getting a big man. Why would you not? I mean, he's one of the best in the draft class right now. Who's the second best center in this draft class right now? It might be the kid from North Carolina. No, actually it's probably the kid from Turkey. Yeah, the rando, right? I mean, it's not a rando. He's going like eight well, the overall. Kid, the, the kid from Turkey. He, uh, Al, um, Alperin Singon. Yeah, he was the Turkish <laughs> league MVP. Uh, he averaged, I think, 19 a game. Pombo, a lot of people Pombo are, loves are real, his, uh, you love your overseas players. You love A lot them. of people overseas. are saying he is the next next big international sensation. He's projected we'll to go around between 10 and 20. I've seen mocked both. It depends on who you ask. I have him mocked at 20 to the Atlanta Hawks. But... I think there's a lot of people that believe that he could be someone that could uh, be a difference maker. But if the Cavs are going to trade down in hopes of him being the savior at the big man position, it doesn't make too much sense at that point. Why don't you just re-sign Jared Allen? Yeah. I don't yeah. like I don't like Jared Allen. I don't like him at all. He I think he's a pretty so good much. player. But he can, he's, he's a good defensive yeah. player. He can protect the rim as much as he really can, but he, he's not a go-to score. Evan Mobley can, can score the basketball. He, you get the yeah, ball in his hands, he can score. I think Mobley's legit. I, I really do, and I think – the Cavs should select him at three. I don't believe they should trade down because then if you're trading down to, let's say, I don't know, six, right? Let's yeah. say they made a trade with a team like the Thunder. Who are you going to go with at six? You're probably going to go with one of the guards. Yeah, true, uh, you're true, probably going to go with Suggs probably won't be there. You're looking at other guys along the lines of like a Chris Duarte. Like, really? You already have Colin Sexton. But that would fit in the narrative if they're going to trade Sexton. Yeah. So if they trade down, maybe Sexton's gone. How about how about Fair some about. um how about a weight concern? He's weighing two fifteen as a big man at seven feet tall. He doesn't have a lot of muscle. He, he doesn't eat a lot of food. Let me tell you. No, but Once he gets into an NBA, you know, um, nutrition gym, diet, just kind of starts putting weight on, like Giannis did. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Giannis has a barrel now. <laughs> yeah, like Giannis. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. when Giannis coming came into the NBA, he was like that guy was skinny a like Kevin Durant. And that that was, was a toothpick. Yes. It, they look like completely two, two different people. I'm more concerned with players that are overweight compared to underweight. Yeah. Anthony Bennett came into the league overweight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he just guys, had fat, like, though. Like, Jared Sullinger came in overweight. Oh I think God, Zion yeah, came in a little bit overweight. Like, I, yeah. I think it's tougher uh, in, at the NBA level to be overweight compared to underweight. So the official. I think you, you can always put in, you can always get muscle, put on yeah. weight. It's tough to lose weight. It's tough to lose. The official average weight for an NBA center is 254 pounds. He is weighing 215. So a majority, 40 pounds less than what the average NBA center, you know, Joel Embiid's 280. Andre Drummond's 280. Um, Giannis is 242. So like these are, you know, much bigger 
guys that he might get bodied in the post the first well, year. Mobley's, Mobley's 19 years old. He's you young. know, he's a kid. Yeah, yeah. You also don't want to add, I think you also don't want to add too much weight to him because kind of one of his strengths is his quickness for durability. Is very yeah. durable. So, I mean, adding a little bit of weight, like, I mean, that's going to, you know, lower down like his athletic ability to his be value. able to defend smaller defenders and make, you know, switch onto different guys easier. So yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. So I like, I, mean, I like Mobley a lot. I definitely should gain some weight, but not a whole lot of weight. Yeah. He needs muscle. He needs to get a little, I mean, my guy Chet muscle. Holmgren, I don't know if anyone knows Chet Holmgren, but he's going to be drafted next year overall. He's a center. He's seven foot one and he's, he weighs less than me. You know what I mean? And I eat, yeah, I drink gonna... coffee every day. You know what I mean? Come on. I mean, so. You got. Yeah. I don't know. The league might translate to where these big guys might be getting smaller and smaller, which you can kind of see translate into this league. But we'll see. I like him. Seven foot tall. He's cool overall. And Pombo loves him too. So if Pombo likes him, he's probably going to be good. Yep. <laughs> um. So all right, I want to talk about one team here. Uh, the Golden State Warriors. Now they have the seventh overall pick, and based on the mock draft that I'm looking at right now, they are projected to take Jonathan Kuminga. Kuminga, I'm mm-hmm. saying that right, right? Yeah, Kuminga, yeah. Um, yeah. And they have also the 14th pick. Now, I'm someone who thinks that the Golden State Warriors should make a trade yes. for, to yeah. add another superstar to their team or star. I mean, James Wiseman, they drafted him last year, and I kind of understood why they kept him because Clay was injured. Yeah. So they kind of wanted to, you know, Fulfill keep him around, really, yeah. I guess. Good. But, you need you need to fill that defensive standpoint. for. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. They made the playing tournament uh-huh. too, so they did it okay with him, so. Yeah, so I guess, like, I think the Golden State Warriors should be a team that should be aggressive Mm. in trading their draft picks and maybe a James Wiseman to add. I've seen, like, Pascal Siakam being linked to that team as a guy that they could add. Um, You know, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, I've been saying for a long time now, but I kind of don't think that's going to happen anymore. Um, But I think there should be a team that should be aggressive, so... Kind of your guys' thoughts. Do you guys think that Golden State should package their picks and James Wiseman to acquire another star, or should they stay put and draft um, with the seventh overall pick and the 14th overall pick and continue to go younger? So I believe that they tried to move that Wiseman pick, and I believe they're going to try to move uh, their picks this year. I think they want someone to pair along with Curry, uh, and Clay Thompson, who's healthy. I think that a guy like Ben Simmons would fit in there pretty well. Oh, uh, where, ben Simmons, where would he fit? He doesn't. He can't shoot. He's a facilitator. <laughs> where would he? He wouldn't fit. No way. He would not fit in that starting five. I think he really would. I, I think you could oh. make that work pretty well. Oh. I think him. I do think they're going to be on other players' potential trail. I think Bradley Beal is another person. They really the That's in. the name we were looking for. Yeah. I, I I think they're going to be interested in all the big names out there. Um, but I think it's going to be difficult to package the picks. We've seen from the Celtics' perspective, it's difficult to package these picks to get anything of significant value. Uh, but I, I think overall they're going to make their picks tonight, and then uh, I, I don't think it's a guarantee that those picks are on their roster to begin the season. But I do think they make the picks. I think uh, I, I was reading a report, um, I forgot who it was from, uh, that they like Chris Duarte and they like um, Davion Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're confident they can get one of them with the 14th pick. Uh, so that would make them more likely to part away with the seventh overall pick. If, if you're, if you're going to make a trade, if you're going to trade those picks, you have to trade it before tonight, um, which is very unlikely to happen because of the fact that the second those picks are made by golden state, those 
draft picks or those players, unfortunately, become, you know, they lose value immediately post-draft. That's just how it is. Draft picks are a lot more valuable than when they are picked because you know who the players are. So if you're going to trade to get a guy like Bradley Bill, you have to do it like right now. You got to do it like yesterday. You know what I mean, essentially? So you have to do it now. I think that's the only route that they would go is to get Bradley Beal, kind of what they did with D'Angelo Russell a couple years ago where they had the very small ball Mm -hmm. front court. That's the only thing I could see happening. If they don't do that, they're going to get Kuminga at 7, and then they're going to get Chris Duarte at 14. Uh, Duarte's nice, dude. I'm telling you, he's going to be the next Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero's not I like him a lot. He is somebody from Oregon. Yeah. Uh, that it feels like these guards from Oregon, they kind of always come out of nowhere. Yep. Like, yep. Uh, granted, Peyton, Pitcher, Peyton Pritchard hasn't really developed into anything crazy. He's still but, nice, though. He's nice for that. Uh, he's I, a contributor, man. Yeah, he's but, still young, but I, I, yeah. I like that kid from – I like Chris Duarte. I, I think he can uh, really provide a spark to whichever team he gets. He can shoot the ball well. He averaged, I think, close to 20 a game this year. Yeah. And it wasn't too long ago where people considered him a top-five pick. Yeah, yeah, he can shoot the damn ball. He was definitely I know. Like, he's nasty. I mean, Bulbul is filthier. And, and if the Warriors get him with their 14th overall pick, and let's say they trade the 7th overall pick in a package that lands him, I don't know, whoever, yeah. uh, I think the Warriors will be happy because I think that's their overall goal. I don't think their goal is uh, to make the draft picks. I think it's probably to utilize them correctly or trade them from a big name. Yeah, I think they should. I mean, I'm someone who thinks the Golden State Warriors, if Clay was healthy, they would have been a playoff team. I'm still yep. a big believer in this team. Steph oh, who Curry said they weren't? Was that was that? Clay? I was. was I him. said that. They're uh, still not, dude. They don't have a franchise big man. Still, they don't uh, have who it. Cares? They never have never relied on a big man. <laughs> Andre Iguodala. <laughs> who cares about them? Yeah, the Andrew man. Bogut. And I David love Clay Thompson. Like, McGee. <laughs> no, who needs like, Javale? I don't. I can't believe Javale McGee's on the USA team. I don't even want to talk about that guy. Oh, I'm so mad at that. Hey, they won last. They won uh, two nights ago. Or last night, they did, yeah, last night, whatever, two in the morning, yeah, with Javel, Damian Lillard at 21 points. Get Damian Lillard, to, if you get Damian Lillard to Golden State, then I'll start believing, But you, or Bradley no. Beal, if you ain't get any of those guys, that's gonna be a just got a bunch. I'd rather Nico right. Mannion run point guard at this point. If I the mean, Warriors <laughs> are going to make a splash, it is Ben Simmons or Bradley Beal. It's not gonna, Ben Simmons. So. Uh, you get, ben Simmons needs to retire. He needs to work at a senior citizen home or something. He needs to get the hell out of the league. <laughs> oh, my God. Start delivering wow. pizzas. He, hey, if he he'll goes, make more if money he goes, making pizza, dude. Let me be honest. Come on. If, wow. he goes to the, if he goes to the Warriors, I mean, he has all the space in the world. He's That's my point, man. He doesn't, he doesn't have to do too much. I, I'm telling you, the Sixers have their eye on him. I guarantee I think, it, Clay. And no with way, him, like, no way. We don't know how good his jump shot really is. I think it's just a confidence thing with him. I think, you know, there's something mentally going on with him. Yeah, where... you know what it is? He's a, he's a, that's what he is. <laughs> nice. That's there we go. We got the, <laughs> gotta we use got it. I told you I'd have to use it at hey, one point. Gotta use Clay, it. I, I don't, I'm not a Ben Simmons guy. Like, I'm truthfully not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think he could do well in a role with Golden State. Like, I, I think he can be adequate enough where think of him as a big Rajon Rondo. He's, you can't even compare him. You can't. Rondo's insane. I mean, he sucks now, but like, well, Simmons you... is a great. Simmons is a great defender. He's always That's a defensive it. first team defender. He has no uh, problem. And it, he just has to facilitate. He's that's one of those all he guys, has to like, do. He's one of those guys that's afraid to like DM girls first on Instagram. Like he's one of those guys. He's afraid to play basketball. He doesn't know he with a card. He's with the Kardashian. <laughs> what are you talking about? Devin Booker's with Kendall. He's afraid to play the damn game of basketball. <laughs> are you kidding? I'm gonna. <laughs> he's afraid to play the damn game. I. He should not. You want to send him a Golden State Troy, but he's. Where, what nah, would your? Hold on. I'll last. That, what would your? That, what, 
Go ahead. Go I was going to say ahead. that play, um, I think it was uh, game seven where he literally had like an open dunk and he just yeah, decided he got, he got nervous. Like, he got scared. He got scared and nervous. Are you kidding me? That said a lot to me about his confidence. Like that's that's bad. Who would the top? Who would the starting five be in Golden State if he went there? Would he be the point guard now? It's him. It's it. You can yeah, oh, bring the ball up or you can have it's him, then, Curry, Clay, uh, and then in the package you might. Who knows what happens with Wiggins? Maybe Wiggins gets yeah. Now, Wiggins, Wiggins yeah. probably get moved. Yeah, he'd have and to then go. Yeah. Insert whoever, and then Wiseman. Or uh, I don't think Wiggins and Wiseman move, but I'm not sure. I think Wiz. I think Wiggins would probably have to move to match contract. The contract, yeah. Draft yeah. draft a guy like Jonathan Kuminga, who is a good three guy. You get Wiggins at the four. You still got Kelly Oubre, who's low key nice with the ball. He's got a lot of tattoos, but like he's nice with the ball. Got a lot of tattoos. <laughs> But like he's nice with it, dude. Pick someone like Chris. Du- we don't need Duarte. I don't, I don't, they're gonna pick him, but like you don't need another shooter. Like he's like a hero type of thing. You don't need yeah, him. That's true. Get Clay Thompson. Play the damn game of basketball. And they're gonna lose in the first round in the playing tournament I, again. They're gonna do the same thing again this year what they did next year. It's just gonna happen. Yeah, I highly <laughs> doubt that. I tell you what, Clay. I guarantee you they're a top. They're a top four seed in the West next. No, where, where's your Charles Barkley guarantee button? You need. I guarantee. <laughs> Are we making are we making a bet right now? A uh, uh, front gentleman's bet. I love a good gentleman's yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw a gentleman's bet. I, I tell you what, I think they're a top four team in the regular season in the Western. In Conference. the Western Conference, in the stacked Western damn co- the, the stacked Western Conference. Are you kidding <laughs> with me? With the with the healthy Clay Thompson. Yeah, dude, I love Clay. I have a Clay Thompson jersey hanging. Curry up my wielded them. Curry wielded uh, them to a. Eight by seed himself, or whatever they ended up by being. By himself, he had Riley Curry freaking coaching them, essentially. Like, Steve Kerr's washed up, dude. Curry, oh Steve Kerr got carried by Jordan back in the day. You kidding me? I feel like, I feel like I'm full of hot takes here today. <laughs> I love it. This is, oh, my gosh. A lot of it, but... Wait, yeah, we're, not done, mean, wait we're not done yet, because I feel like we have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much more to talk about. Are you kidding me? We're going on. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't talked about any of the top teners yet. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, in terms of, like, you know, some of these other guys, like Jalen Suggs, we haven't even talked about him yet, Scotty Barnes, James Boonight, Moses Moody. Like, is there anybody, like, that's not, like, not not considered, like, in in the top five that you guys like, um, personally? Yeah, I I mean, I personally like uh, Davion Mitchell. Uh, I'm not sure if you just listen to him, but he's the guy I kind of gravitate towards. I also like Jalen Suggs. Uh, he's more of a top five talent, but uh, I like those two a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, I like Davion Mitchell as well. Um, I think he's being pretty underrated in this process. Um, you know, some other guys, like I mentioned on your podcast, Cameron Thomas, mm. uh, mentioned BJ Boston, who is, you know, is projected to go in the second round, who I think should be a first round guy. But there's definitely a lot of, you know, talent in this draft. You know, we kind of talked about how it's very, you know, deep a lot of depth um so there's just a lot of talent here what about you clay anybody that you like i like to see i mean the the local boo night would be kind of nice coming from uconn it'd be a cool thing to see him kind of uh play well in the league he could translate his game into the league pretty well um i like sharif cooper a lot guy was averaging 20 points a game and he's going 24th overall i just don't know why the hell that's happening yeah uh i said same thing on ppp is that what you call it peter and palmas picks well no you didn't say that you just well you might have did you say you might have yeah, but you definitely yeah. told me that um i also said that yeah. um luca garza is just underrated overall i just don't understand <laughs> why i will say that to the day i collapse i just don't understand why he's getting he might not even get drafted like i just don't understand that can someone explain to me why 
don't know. I mean, I think it's just that I don't know if it's that his athleticism isn't can't translate to the NBA, but I just don't. I mean, I think that's the only thing that like I've seen. I don't know. I honestly don't know why, too. <laughs> yes, an official mock draft says that, well, you, your boy BJ Boston might be going 41st to the Spurs, which would be pretty cool. But people named, some guy named Jeremiah Robinson Earl is projected to go higher than Luca Garza, the national player of the year. Just take that. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the draft sometimes. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Well, yeah. that's why, that, well, that's why you're not a. Uh, I'm a hype man. Not, I'm a hype beast. Yeah, that's why it. you're not in the. <laughs> Making the making the shots because if you're sitting there with uh, I don't know the Warriors at 14, I wonder who they're going with. <laughs> I'd rather nope. Luca Garza than James Wiseman. Oh man! <laughs> no, don't oh man! <laughs> give me, give and you th- what? and you thought my Zion take was bad. <laughs> mm. This is just a bunch of hot takes on this show. Yeah, my no. gosh! Poor Noah went. Noah was gonna listen to this and be like, oh, Noah's gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> Well, if you guys have anything else to say about the NBA draft, I think that's about it for me. But you guys have anything else to talk about? Uh, I'm pretty excited for it to begin. Um, I'm ready. I got nothing else to add to you, Carr. What about you, Clay? Anything? I'm very excited to see where my boy Jalen Suggs goes because I will be purchasing his jersey immediately after he goes to the Toronto Raptors. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like Toronto Raptors might be his destination. But, yeah, no, it's going to be really exciting. Um, It's going to be on tonight. The Detroit Pistons are on the clock praying for Noah. Hopefully, for his sake, they take Kay Cunningham because if not, I might not have a co-host next week. Um, <laughs> Noah, Noah's going to be doing a lot of uh... – Yeah, a lot of that. Um, but hopefully for Noah's sake, you know, they take Kay Cunningham and he's here next week. And he's happy. I might not get a happy Noah next week. I might not get Noah next week at all. But, You'll find yeah. out. Yep. Tune in to find out. But – Thank you guys for listening in. Thank you, Pombo. Thank you, Clay, for coming on to talk about the NBA Finals and the NBA Draft that is on tonight. Um, make sure you guys listen to Pombo and Peter's picks on the Daily Goat. Follow Jason on Twitter at Jason Pombo. Um, Clay, make sure you follow Clay on Twitter at is it at Brandon Clay ninety eight. Good, so proud of you that you knew that. So proud. I of remember, you. yeah. Um, and make sure you guys listen to the country cast and kicking the keg yeah. wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, um, I'm on the radio too now, you know. And on the radio at yeah. 93.1 Portland, Maine. Yeah, yeah. You guys listening to him on there, yep. but yep. enjoy your lobsters while you listen to me on the radio in Maine. Yeah, yeah. enjoy your lobsters, <laughs> crabs, whatever. Cra- I don't know about that. I, I don't want Clam. the crabs. Crabs, clams. <laughs> I'm all set with whatever. Them. Shrimp. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Pleasure is always us. mine. Yep, we're excited. Uh, Noah, good luck on your way back. Hopefully, you make it back. Uh, he's from Columbia. Is he in Columbia? Columbia. I didn't yep. know you could fly like out of the country. I didn't know that that was. Like, yeah, no, allowed. you can. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, my he... grandfather went to Portugal a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Really? Why yep. Portugal? Aren't you from? Isn't don't you have a Portugal background? Portuguese background? Yep. 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 Okay. Portuguese. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> 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 you didn't know that. We'll end it off on there. Um, again, thank you guys for listening to Rough in the Basket. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket and on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. You can follow me on Twitter at bcar underscore 13, and you can follow Noah on Instagram at nburnt37. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs>